This episode of Random Conversations is brought to you by Better Beer and their new Arvo Ale. It's a Pacific Ale, a craft beer, but without the craft beer wank. Nobody wants craft beer wankers or craft beer wank anywhere near them. Arvo Ale is craft beer wank free. Up the Better Beer. Jesus, good stuff. Welcome back to Rando Conversations and today I'm going to be introducing you to and chatting with my eldest son, Milo. Yep, real life Vaughn Spawn on the show. Uh, yeah, this is about as random as it gets for this podcast, probably since Paul Fluffy Sinclair happened to wander past the uh, garage one day when I was recording a bit of shit. But yeah, like a lot of Groms around the country, Milo is uh, just about to give high school the flick. He's got a term and a half to go. Then he'll be sitting in the HSC. And that's it. Chuck a few eggs at the principal's car, puck it corn out the bus window on muck-up day, and, and it's all done. Far out, man. I, it seems impossible for me to believe that my little buddy is 18 and that he's navigated all that schoolyard coming-of-age shit and he's about to head off into the big bad world. But um, I'm an extremely proud dad and um, really stoked about the man that he's becoming. And I'm super excited for him and what he's going to do with his life. Uh, I've got no clue what's coming, but, you know, I'm excited for him. But there's one little caveat to that, and um, that's that Milo is going to be embarking on this next chapter without what I considered to be the most important survival skill that I used to get me through all manner of life's challenges. Uh, Ups and downs, disappointments and heartbreaks, you know, fucking the whole miasma of of living. And um, that thing is surfing because Milo does not surf and... Despite having been marinated in surfing since the day he was born, along with his brother Iggy and his cousins, um, Ronnie's Groms, Eddie, Mickey and Minnie, Milo just never bothered with it. Uh, he loved the ocean, he loved swimming, he loved jumping off rocks and he loved the beach, but um, fuck, for some reason he just didn't want to surf. And neither did his little bro, Iggy, for that matter. So, eh, while I uh, encouraged them to surf as much as I could, I never really pushed them. Uh, I I didn't want them to feel like they had to do it. Or at least that's what I thought. (laughs) So, yeah, basically, that's all this conversation is. It's just me asking my boy why he doesn't surf. And hopefully, it's not because of me. Uh, I don't know if you'll get anything out of this. But I really enjoyed it, chatting with Milo, and uh, look forward to doing the same with Iggy next year. Yeah, let us know what you reckon. Anyway, here he is, my boy, Milo.
Hey, Dad, how you going? <laughs> hey, good. <laughs> how you going? Yeah, going pretty good. That's good, mate. Um, yeah, this is a funny one, but, um, you know, you're 18. Uh, you've got, like, one term of school to go, HSC about to fire up. And, um, yeah, just people who are family and friends and, and whatnot have been asking me a lot about your life, like, what are you going to do when you finish school? And another thing that they ask is, oh, is he going to go on a surf trip or is he... They kind of just assume that you're a surfer, but you're not, and you've never been. <laughs> and I want to know why not, because, uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, me and Ronnie um, just connected with surfing so young. Uh, it was obviously something that Dad was into, your granddad, yeah, yeah. Alfie. And, um, yeah, it wasn't like we didn't go to the beaches on family holidays and uh, get you guys out there when you were little. So, um, yeah. I just thought we'd do a little deep dive into that because, like, you are surrounded by surfing, man. It's always been in your peripheral. Uh, it's always being talked about at the family dinner table and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's just go straight in for why you think that is. Why do you reckon surfing never landed with you now, looking back at it? Oh, I don't know. I think, um, I think maybe it has to do with partly – with uh, the generation that I've grown up in, mm. kind of. It's just like, when I was little, I didn't really like doing things that people told me to do. Mm. And, uh, and uh, you know, I have so much variety with what to do as well that, like, I guess when I was younger, sport never really fascinated me. Mm. And then it was like, it was like you always telling me that, like, getting me out there and it just, like, it was like something, it felt like a chore almost mm. that I had to do it. Or, like... Something that uh, there was, like, expectation for. And I felt like, you know, if I'm not good at something straight away, I'm not really into it. And when there's that pressure of, like, oh, I feel like I should be good at this because everyone around me is good at it. Mm. It sort of throws me off a bit. So do you reckon that was, like, creeping up on you? Because, I mean, before you had conscious thought, I was taking you out and, and riding waves with you and, uh, you know, like, just getting you amongst it. We always lived by the beach, so it was never like a big journey of getting in the car to go to the beach or any of that sort of stuff. Um, do you remember when you kind of like started to get off it? Oh. Um, or have those feelings like, ugh, this is torture. <laughs> well, yeah, I, get, I never really disliked it because mm. it, was, it was everywhere. It's like weird to me that people grew up without surf influence. Mm. Like people who grew up in the country or like in the city never knew anything about surfing. That kind of blows my mind a bit because it was sort of everywhere and I definitely think it's a kind of a big hidden part of my identity is mm. maybe not surfing itself but surf culture at least. Yeah. And uh It's always been there in your life. Like yeah. conversationally, like culturally, it's a big part of the fabric of, of your world. But do you remember a time where you like sort of fully remember going, nah, that's it. Like you you're talking about this sort of slow build up of feeling and expectation and, and wanting to be good at it and not really connecting with it. But do you remember a moment where you were just like, no way, man, this is definitely not my thing now. I think it was probably when I was little, it was just like having to sit patiently and wait while being cold. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just hate, I hate being cold. You're not yet wetty. Yeah, but it's just, it's just like, you know that, it's uh, yeah. not being cold itself, but being like constantly just a bit chilly. Mm. And then having to wait and I just... 
I didn't have the patience for it. Mm. And I definitely feel like I kind of wish that I had the headspace that I do now because I feel like I would have loved it mm. and I'd be good at it now. But I just I just was a sook when I was a little kid. <laughs> 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 Uh, I don't know if uh, that's true. You were pretty strong, uh, strong-willed. So, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Maybe just that discomfort was just something that you knew you didn't like. Yeah, I think. Uh, that nature discomfort, that, like, cold wind vibe like that. Yeah, sitting around waiting to, like, you had a busy brain, so you weren't really, you weren't that frothing on things that just required, you know, space. Yeah, I'm also a bit... Uh I'm not scared of like water or anything, but I don't like when you like in the water and you can't see your toes, <laughs> you know, yeah. that sort of, it's just a bit of paranoia with that. I don't think I'm scared of much, but that's one thing I think where my like fight or flight kicks in quite a bit. Mm. And like if I'm ever in deep water, so there's a part of my brain that's like, oh, you want to be, you want to know where you are. You don't want to like not know what's mm. underneath you. Well, that's why I got into surfing and not scuba diving, mate, because I hate what's down there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> as long as I'm on a board, I feel all right. But um, what about, um, uh, all right, I, I remember, like, when you were about, I'm going to say about seven or eight, and uh, by this stage, you know, I knew not to push surfing on you too hard. Yeah, But yeah. I'd still try to get you out there, and we were on the beach one day, beautiful, like, sunny day, Um I'm trying to remember what beach we were on. It was either the Pass or Scott's Head, like one of those long, long beaches that just goes for miles. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, we were sort of up on the tip of the point. And I said to you, just just full, like, you know, testing the waters, went like, hey, my, like, uh, why don't you come for a surf with me? You keen? Like, come for a little wave. And you just looked at me and just your eyes, like, opened and you just slowly started walking back, <laughs> like, away from me. And then you just turned around and just ran. And ran so far down the beach. You looked like a little pop. <laughs> time stopped. I was like, wow, he really doesn't want to surf. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what it is because I would not, in my head, mm. I would never attribute it to you because I don't think you were ever that pushy with it. No. I think you were really chill. You were like, yeah, you can do it if you want. You never like, I know some kids who's, who hate it because their parents are like, oh, you don't surf. What's wrong with you? Mm. But you, you were never really like that. You were really like chill with it. So I don't. I don't think it really had anything to do with, you know, being surrounded by it. Mm. Cause I, yeah, I, I was going to ask that because me and Ronnie, like, just, like, it's all we talk about. Like, yeah. Like, we really don't talk about much else than family and surfing. Yeah. And so I kind of had the feeling that it was just boring to you guys. It was just nonstop. Like, if we were at a table where, you know, you wanted to talk about things that you were into and whatever, the conversation would just naturally just slowly start to curve back to surfing. And I was yeah. like, you guys were just like, oh, man, come on, dudes. Well, maybe it's just how I feel now, but it's sort of just this inescapable thing that mm. I've grown up with. So I've come to appreciate it. And I don't know why I just, like, was off it so much mm. as a kid. I can't tell you, like, one moment. It's not that I was, like, scared of it or anything. Nah. It's not that I was, uh, it's not that any experience kind of threw me off it. It was just, like, I think it was just that everyone thought I should. Mm. And I just hated having to, like, do what other people thought of me. Yeah, that's a good trait to have, I think, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, so uh, you mentioned before that, you know, you know Groms whose parents – 
you know, push them pretty hard. I mean, when I was growing up, not many parents, like, in my generation were down the beach filming, coaching. Like, I knew of one. Mm. And this that's in this entire region on the north coast of New South Wales where, you know, surfing is fully part of the identity of the region. It's, yeah. not, it's not just something that people do, but it's like, you know, it, it's part of it. But you still didn't see that career path wasn't quite accepted. No one saw an opportunity there for their kids to you know, excel at something that they, they loved mm. and that they thought was healthy and a good option for a career. And um, So how's it been in your experience growing up and you're at Barranjoey High, which is, you know, probably one of the closest high schools to a beach anywhere in the country. Uh, it's got a massive surf population. Like, you've seen really good surfers go through in your years and above you and below you. Like, how's the the when those groms are away from their families and they're, they're at school, are they frothing surfers? Or, like, how did you view that click? Because were you rolling with them or were they on a on a different sort of uh, zone or, or group? Yeah, I've never really hung out with people who, like, are full-on, like, surfers' life people. Mm. But uh, I know, like, I know heaps of people like that. They're not my, like, closest friends, but I still like them and, like, uh, I just, I just see it as a pretty cool thing to have something that you're so passionate about. And a lot of them like are really into it with their parents. Mm. So, you know, there's sort of like, they get that, like they get to do something that they love, which also their parents love. Yeah. And so sort of a, it's a healthy thing in some cases where, yeah, all the holidays are based around it. They're always moving as a as a as a family unit. Yeah, with the same goals and the same passion, and and that I guess that opens the door. But on the flip side, there would also be groms who are fully getting drilled. Like, have you seen that as well? Oh, I don't. I feel like at my age, you don't really see that as much mm. because you know you are at an age where you can kind of choose whether you like something or, mm. or not anymore, and you don't you don't really succumb to that pressure. But maybe there's like. Some people who are just like hidden, tortured about it, you know. But yeah. from what I know, the people who surf are just like they're up every morning by choice, and they just, you know, you'd love to love something as much as that, mm. as much as people fall in love with surfing and just want to do it all the time. Which is, you know, part of the reason why I wish I kind of got into it because I'd I'd love to have that sort of appreciation for something so much where you. It's all, it's all you think about. It consumes you, you know. Mm. But you know, maybe maybe that's something else for me. Just not surfing. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, when you guys were little groms, the main motivation for me to get you guys in the water was how good you feel when you get out. Like yeah. uh, that's that was literally the only thing that I was thinking about. Like, man, if you've got this in your life and you're having a bad day, you can go for a paddle and come in, and you know that you feel better. Mm. Like, there's no two ways about that. So. Like, do you have things in your life that, that make you feel like that? Where you can just do them and you go, oh, man, far out. Thank God I've got that. Yeah, I mean, playing guitar is kind of like that. Mm. That was, I think when I first learned guitar, it was like sort of the first thing that I did where I didn't feel bored doing it for hours. Mm. Because, you know, it took me a while to kind of grow to appreciate something like that. But guitar is definitely... You know, I, I can't get sick of it. Yeah. I just keep doing it. If I was locked in a room with a guitar, 
I'd be content. Yeah. For at least a couple of days. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really similar. Um, what about like uh, as a physical, because, you know, um, like I, I totally get that with guitar as well. Like, you know, like, uh, like, like there's a lot of things I can do that are kind of, I don't know, they have a recreational element to them where you're relaxing while you're doing it yeah. and you're kind of resetting and you're, you're able to just feel, I don't know, relief in a way from like your life and, and you escape into it in a healthy way, mm. you know. But there's also with surfing, um, and this was another part of it, like there's, a, there's just a, there's almost like a shock to your system when you do it. Like you, you, you start moving, you start breathing, you start like sort of, being out in nature, reconnecting with all of that sort of thing. Yeah. So that was like something that I always really wanted for you guys, which I still think, like, as you say now, you know, it's, I wish I'd done it. Like, you could do it tomorrow. Yeah. But, but for me, it's not so much about surfing anyway. It's just about jumping in the ocean and, and doing a bit of breathing, you know, like really simple things that can make a huge difference. Yeah, well, I feel like, um, I feel like there's real healthy surf energy with like your family mm. and our family. And so, you know, I just know kind of in the back of my head that if I decided like, hey, dad, I kind of want to learn how to surf, that you'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, mate. I'd be <laughs> freaking. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, like, I just think when I'm ready, I'll definitely mm. do a whole little, like, getaway with you, maybe come up here or we'll go away or something and you'll just teach me to surf. And oh, man. Whenever you're ready, just say the word. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Sick one. That's always worried me a bit is like, oh, it's too late to get into it now. It's kind of too late. So people are going to, you know, be upset with me for being bad at it or like, and now I'm sort of just like, you know what? If I want to learn, I'll learn. Yeah. And uh, I don't really care what other people think at this point. That's cool, man. Yeah. Because really... It is a, a thing that you do as much as, um, you know, when you're a grommet, a lot of that enjoyment of surfing comes from your clique, your yeah. mates, being competitive. Like, that drives you to keep doing it, yeah, getting better and all that. But when you get older, it's so different. Like, you you are on your own pa- pathway with it. Yeah. And um, one thing I've always liked about uh, watching friends get into surfing later yeah, or just start is that they still have that grommet buzz. Mm. just surfing on their own. Like, they don't even need to do it with another click. Like, I remember um, uh, a mate of mine got out of prison. <laughs> uh, he wasn't a mate of mine, no, really. He was a roommate. Yeah, yeah. But we became mates. And um, he just decided he wanted to be a surfer. And, mate, he was so into it that, you know, he'd be out there on rainy days in the freezing cold by himself and just coming in absolutely stoked because he kind of just had that, um. Well, well, he he'd had that experience of being fully not able to do anything, and yeah. So when he decided that he really wanted to do something that instantly made him feel better and good about himself, yeah, he just went psycho into it. And I guess that's like you can do that with anything, but yeah, I think surfing has a lot of benefits attached to it. But yeah. at the same time, you know, you're still dealing with a lot of people who you're dealing with like things that you probably wouldn't have to deal with in real life like yeah yeah localism and oh well i mean like every rip. every culture kind of has those has those gatekeepers mm. and really all they do is kind of hold hold the uh 
the sport or whatever it is back from uh, kind of growing mm. and sort of becoming more diverse and fun. And like you, th- those people really just block off uh, what could be like, you know, a universal experience. Mm. Where it's like, you know, get out, you try and get as many people out there and maybe you'll discover someone who's got like, you know, who just, you'll give someone something that they could love or maybe you'll find the next like best in the world or someone with a really unique style. And uh, I think it works both ways where you need to kind of stop that from integrating itself in the culture, but also not care about those people in the end. Mm. So I think there's there's no no shame in starting late. There's a counterpoint to that argument where those gatekeepers are (laughs) protecting something that's worth protecting. And, um, I don't know if I totally believe it. Like, I've never had much of a... I mean, surfing's not a Western sport, mm. you know. It is something that has been kind of taken and expanded on. So why not, at this point, let that continue? Mm. Because... Yeah, just another he, classic example of yeah. something that was completely appropriated, uh, then taken on as its own thing oh, that yeah. was like invented or, or not invented but yeah uh, there, there's so much uh contradiction in the way that surfing is spiritual and makes you feel good and then that aggressive sort of i don't know protection of it yeah <laughs> as, a, as an <laughs> idea like it's just so bizarre that it can be both things completely simultaneously like yeah. you know well i just i just don't think I don't think you're really enjoying the sport if you're so worried about how other people are doing it. Mm. Because like, if you really loved surfing or you really like, you know, were a good surfer in your heart, you'd want, you'd want everyone to experience it. You know, you'd be like, Oh, this is so great. Why not give it to other people? Mm. And then, uh, you know, in the end, I think people like that, it's all about ego. It's all about, oh, if more people do it, it's not going to be my thing anymore, you know, Mm. which is, you know, damaging, Mm. I think. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. Do you have any specific surf memories from uh, growing up? My best memories of surfing, which is why it bums me out so much that I didn't get into it, is this, you pushing me out onto waves Mm. in in like Avalon or something. And when I look back on those, I'm like, oh, it was just so fun. Mm. You know, I didn't hate it. I hated waiting, but I didn't hate when we were surfing and then, mm. you know, hanging out with you and stuff was yeah. like. Yeah, just getting back to the actual enjoyment of riding waves. Yeah. I, I felt like that would click in like at some point. But you really kind of have to do it for yourself for that to happen. Yeah. And as much as riding and being pushed onto waves is fun, the paddling, the the coldness, the discomfort, (laughs) you're not loving it and you're not sort of, if one isn't, if the thrill isn't outweighing the effort, then it's never really going to click. It sort of has to get to that point. But I remember one time you and Iggy and Eddie just wouldn't come surfing with me this one day. Yeah. And I said to you guys, like, I will take you 
to wet and wild. You, oh, you catch three yeah. waves each. And you all just went, yeah, we're on. And while we were catching the waves, and you guys were having a hell time. Yeah. And I was going, mate, this is wet and wild. This is free. <laughs> this is free. We don't even have to get in line. And anyway, sure enough, you know, you guys pestered me and we got to the holidays and I was like, <laughs> oh, man, why did I do this? And it ended up costing a fortune. And it was the first day of the year and it was like 60 degrees. And, and it we just opened as just well. Just opened and we were just waiting in lines all day long. And all I kept saying to you guys was, man, we could be – Literally riding waves, like on free rides right now. And, you know, you guys would be having fun and it's free. And instead we were just in these lines. Like, I think we went on three rides that day. Yeah, that day surf, we went on as many rides as we caught waves. Yeah, exactly. In in probably like 10 times the time. But you know what the funny thing was? You guys weren't bummed. You're still stoked to be going on water slides. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I know what I'd prefer now. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool to talk to you about about this because I've always been curious just to know how you viewed it, how you viewed this surf world that you have had no choice but to be completely swamped by mm. your whole life. Well, I think just uh, I never hated it, but it just never got me, mm. you know? I think I was like, maybe, maybe there was one thing out there or like one time you could have taken me out where I would have like, whatever would have just clicked with me. But, uh, there's just like, I just think I kind of ended up in the middle ground of it because mm. I have no resentment towards it. I don't feel any like hatred about, you know, surfing being surrounded with me. No, I know what you're saying. It's yeah, like yeah. You, you don't look at the culture and you're like, going, oh, man, why was I a part of this? I never chose this. Yeah, like you, you, yeah. Know, you haven't got that kind of like weird thing. But but one thing that um, I did, I feel, that was quite typical of anyone who works, and, and it's it's kind of interesting to me now that you have been looking at journalism as a career because, yeah. you know, you're, ever since I've been your dad, yeah. I've worked on surf mags or in surf media. Yeah. And um, your mum's the same. She's she's a you know an author and a, a magazine editor as well. And um, you know that world actually at times kept me away from you guys mm. because of deadlines, uh, because of just the the nature of that business, like that element of it. It was more of a barrier between the time that we could spend together mm. than surfing was. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Well, that's weird then, because. Uh so drawn to it rather than surfing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is strange. But I mean, you know, it's been, that's the other thing that's been part of your life because of what I do and what your mum does. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with sort of everything you just said about kind of that being more impactful to me, mm. I guess, than surfing did. Maybe I saw you as a surf journo first, surfer second. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It's interesting though. It is interesting what... Because you guys would come in, like you, to both my office and your mum's office. Yeah. You, you guys spent a lot of time in that environment, like around that hum and that sort of intense, you know, every decision's an important decision. Every phone call has to be answered. Like yeah. You, 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 it's, a, it's not a peaceful environment like that magazine world at all. No. And you guys were like... Just as sort of buried in that as you were in the surf scene. Yeah, I, I remember spending heaps of time 
heaps of time in the office. Mm. And, uh, you know, most of it was pretty boring to me, mm. over my head. But, you know, there's, there, there's still, like, a pretty tight energy in those spaces. Mm. Everyone's everyone's working, but you have to you have to do it together mm. or nothing's going to come out. Yeah, it's true. So, all right, let's uh let's just go over things here. You don't hate surfing? No. Nah. You keen to learn at some point when you're ready? Maybe. And we'll go on an adventure together and go camping or yeah. do something like that. Even if I hate surfing after that. <laughs> yeah, still, that, still be fun. fun. Still yeah. be fun. <laughs> exactly. And uh, journalism. How serious are you about getting down that path? I'm pretty serious about it. Yeah, cool. Pretty serious about it. I think you got a good mind, man. We'll see. We'll see if I'm any good. I think you'll be. Yeah, I think you'll excel in there. <laughs> You've got a great mind. But um, thanks for sharing your memories of surfing, bud. No problem, Dad. Stoked. No problem. Love you, man. Love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Hey dad, yes son, I thought today was a lot of fun Hey son, yes dad, today was the funnest day a dad ever had Building castles in the sand, just you and I Driving around in the car, I even let you drive Eating dinner from a can, there's yummy candlelight Just a guy and his little guy It's hard to watch your daddy cry It hasn't been easy since your mama died But don't you worry, we'll be alright Remember we're a family, just you and I You know very well that mama didn't die She just hooked up with another guy his name's Trevor, now they live together That's where you pick me up on Friday nights Don't you wonder where I go You always go for a while You never ask me where I am. Don't wanna cramp your style and When I see you on weekend You always make me smile And well, that's, that's the smile of my little guy, guy. Sit on your knee. Got questions about the world that are troubling me. Tell me every question that you have for me. Tell me, does your mama still mention me? <laughs> when I grow up, what will I do? Will I be a fireman or work in a zoo? You can do anything that you choose The world is at the feet of a kid like you Just a boy and his dad Just a dad and his kid together I'd like to live in the moon Or maybe live on a star Or will I be like you, dad, and live in the car? You can't live on a star You'll disintegrate to ash And where you spend your nights is dependent on cash Will I fall in love and will live be forever? Or will she leave me one day for someone like Trevor? Well, you just never know how love will end But never ever introduce her to your handsomest friend Just a boy and his dad Just a dad and his kid together Since your 
Been thinking about your lonely little heart every day But you, you don't need to feel so sad You still got your dad Since your mama ran away No, she didn't run away So glad I'm not sad because I'm, I'm still, still your dad. I'm still your biological dad. <laughs> hey, Doc, can I sit on your knee? Questions about the world through the trouble in me. No, son, don't you sit on my knee. You're too big now, you're 33. <laughs> You'll always be my little guy I'll always be your little guy But, But I'm 33 Thank <laughs> you. 